How many of us feel empowered in our lives? This is precisely what the Holy Spirit does when he comes to live in us, to give us power. When the Holy Spirit came upon the first followers of Jesus on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after our Lord's resurrection, he transformed frightened men into bold preachers, illiterate men into wise orators, men who felt alone and abandoned into beloved friends and apostles of the Lord, people filled with the presence and the power of God. The power of the Holy Spirit changes whatever it touches, whomever he touches. The Holy Spirit guides and inspires us in an alive and active manner. Remember, the goal of our Christian life is to acquire this Holy Spirit and to allow him to reign freely in our lives, inspiring guiding and directing us in all that we do. St. Seraphim of Sarov confirmed this when he said, the goal of the Christian life is the acquisition of the Holy Spirit. Prayer, fasting, vigils, acts of charity are all simply means of trying to receive and maintain the Spirit of God in our lives. Yet, how many of us can honestly say we make this the main goal in our life? to acquire the Spirit of God? How many of us can say that we truly experience power from our faith? Do we realize that God lives in us and wants us to taste and experience how good His presence is, the security of His love, the excitement of His joy, the depth of His peace, the invincibility of His hope? Christianity is not simply a cultural relic, some beautiful, yet static treasure we've inherited from our ancestors. No, our faith is a living, dynamic, vibrant way of life. St. Paul describes it as living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joint from marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. How many of us have experienced our faith in such a vibrant way? as this source of power in our lives. Do we turn to this unlimited source of power each day, looking for renewal, guidance, inspiration, and direction for our lives? Be careful. Following Christ is not supposed to be a part of a static, institutionalized religion, but it is supposed to be a life-changing way of life. Look at the transformation that occurred in the 12 disciples on the day of Pentecost. Men who 50 days earlier had betrayed, denied, and abandoned their master out of fear. All of a sudden, they received power with the coming of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God enlightened them so that they could fully understand Christ, the Word of God. The Holy Spirit emboldened them to courageously proclaim the good news of Christ to everyone even knowing that with such boldness, this would lead to their possible arrest and even death. The Holy Spirit inspired and empowered them to go forth to all people everywhere, never being afraid. This same Holy Spirit is ready to live and work within you and me today, transforming our lives in the same manner as the early apostles. But how does he transform our lives? First, the Holy Spirit helps us understand all things. Jesus promised his disciples, 
When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. The Holy Spirit guides us in our spiritual journey. Our treasure of faith is extremely deep and often difficult to correctly understand. The temptations and so-called deceptive wisdom of the world mislead our attempts to understand truth. The Holy Spirit will clearly lead us on the straight and narrow path that leads to paradise. Second, the Holy Spirit encourages us to boldly proclaim his good news. We see the concrete example of the early disciples being transformed from frightened men to fearless preachers. Think of St. Peter, who denied even knowing Jesus three times before his crucifixion, yet 50 days later on the day of Pentecost, he stands before thousands of people proclaiming that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and he is the Lord and sovereign over all. The other disciples abandoned Christ when the soldiers came to arrest him. Yet now they willingly stood up to the very authorities who threatened them. Even St. Stephen faced his martyrdom with an utter peace, the peace of the Holy Spirit. Such courage and strength and peace comes from the great comforter, the Holy Spirit. Third, the Holy Spirit empowers us to overcome the temptations of the world and to overcome the challenges and struggles we face. We have the greatest helper, God himself, living within us. Yet the Spirit not only empowers us to overcome sin and our sinful habits and our sinful ways, but it guides us to grow in holiness. He fills us with his fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. Each of these virtues will increase in our lives as we allow the Holy Spirit to move freely in our spirit. As the Holy Spirit increases in us, his fruit will grow in us as well. Thus, we must strive to acquire the Holy Spirit. Of course, every baptized Orthodox Christian received the Holy Spirit on his day of baptism. And fo- But the, the problem is, is following our baptism, we often have limited the movement of the Spirit in our lives. We lock him away in one of the many rooms of our lives. We go into that room periodically, on an occasional Sunday or from, for some other feast day or special occasion. Instead of allowing the Spirit of God to flow freely, to guide us daily, to rule in every room of our lives. The Holy Spirit should not be a guest whom we call upon occasionally, but the Spirit of God needs to be our partner in life, intimately guiding us in everything we do, in everything we say, in everything we even think. St. Seraphim of Sarov says, prayer Fasting, vigils, and good deeds open up the doors in our lives for the Holy Spirit to work within us. So we want to pray more. We want to fast. We want to hold vigil. We want to do good deeds because these are ways that the Spirit can live in us more freely. St. Simeon the New Theologian said, Even after our baptism, we Christians must turn to Christ for a new seal of the Holy Spirit, through repentance, 
forgiveness, and faithful observance of God's commandments. Again, as we repent, we allow the Spirit of God to move in us more. As we seek God's forgiveness and offer forgiveness to others who have hurt us, we are giving freedom to the Spirit to be alive in us. And as we strive to obey God's commandments, the Spirit of God will be more active in us. We learn that the coming of the Spirit should be an ongoing act in our lives, an ongoing daily act in our lives. Yes, we receive the Holy Spirit on the day of baptism, but we renew the Spirit every time we repent and diligently observe God's commandments. Every day we seek the Spirit through our prayer, our fasting, and our good deeds. Let us keep the light of Christ aflame within us, opening up the doors of our lives for the Spirit of God to flow freely. Let us pray. The prayer of St. Seraphim, the New Theologian, St. Simeon, the New Theologian. Let us pray his prayer often. Come, O true light. Come, eternal life. Come, incessant joy. Come, hope which will save all. Come, light unfading. Come, treasure without name. Come, O powerful one who fills, transforms, and changes all things. Come, O Holy Spirit. Come and dwell in us.